0: High noon. This, this is News Talk. This is
1: Heineen and this is Kira Kelly and you're very welcome back to the show and lots of you have been getting in touch with us about all sorts of stuff. Of course, the gun the gun issue has been massive for you. T and Galway says this is an industry, a massive, wealthy, powerful industry. It pumps money into the right political candidates to ensure the status quo. The land of the free is just re- just rhetoric, and that right wing media continue to push and hide behind its madness and it's very sad. I, I think it is. I, I totally agree with you. Another one says here, when will these defenders realise that guns don't grow? and trees. They are made in factories by corporations who had the foresight to take a small Oh, we've had that one already. Forgive me. Um, But my favourite text is this text that has come in uh, and says just before the last item there on Making It Meath Jesus, I was afraid for a moment there that Meath were looking for independence. (laughs) And That's from Mike. I like how you think, Mike. I really do. Um, Do get in touch with us 53106 but now it's that time of the week. It's Travel Tuesday and I am joined by Barry Kenny who this week is bringing me to the turquoise oceans and the White sandy beaches of Thailand.
0: I am, and hopefully, quite a few of those beaches, Kira, because I have to say, one of the most daunting tasks I have had in travelling is choosing which beaches to go to in Thailand, because the choice is the are definition overwhelming, of first world ch- problems, <laughs> Barry. I don't know <laughs> what is. Absolutely. But you know what I mean? It's the fear of missing out. It's, oh my God, well, I like the look of these two, but there's those other several hundred uh, that I won't get a chance to. And obviously, look, Thailand is the epicentre of Southeast Asia tourism, long since discovered as referenced in Alex Garland's book, The Beach, yeah. uh, where, what is it, the quote is you know Richard, one of these days I'm going to find out find one of those lonely planet writers, I'm going to ask him, what's so effing lonely about the Khao San Road, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is obviously one of the, the top spots in Bangkok, but it has it all, but as I say, the beaches. Now, because of the number, there is a range, there's so many options, firstly getting there. The cheapest is to go via Dubai or via a number of other places, via Amsterdam or Paris to Bangkok. You'll certainly get it via Dubai at the moment for about 410 euro return just after Christmas.
1: That's not bad That's at all. That's
0: not bad at the time of year. But you can go direct the islands. You can go via Krabi, uh, via Doha with Qatar Airways to Krabi. You can go via Dubai as well to Phuket. So lots and lots of options. It's a pour over sky scanner all day type of a destination. Don't really like Kuala Lumpur as a route as well as Bangkok uh, to get to some of the islands. First things first, check the weather. I lose count of the number of people who go to Thailand or certainly go to certain islands at the wrong time of year. Because there is
1: times of year where it rains and there's storms and they're all that. It's not like going to the Canaries. It, no. It, it, there are seasons there that yeah. are dramatic. I
0: mean, April to November. I mean, that's a, a large swathe of the year in terms of the Andaman coast. So that's Phuket, the Phi, Phi Islands, Koh Lanta, places like that. Um, really, if you're talking about a safe time, you're talking about the January to March April uh, or certainly early April bit of de- December obviously as well uh, also in terms of ease of travel as they the reason I would recommend particularly if you're on a budget going to Bangkok is they have Tremendous internal airlines. Uh, they've got AirAsia, who are the big ones. Thai Airways themselves, Bangkok Airways, is an airline I absolutely love. They're fantastic. They are doing the budget model, but giving you lounges and giving you free food in the airport and uh, free Wi-Fi in the airport. So, so that so
1: the, the high frills airlines. I as have opposed no, to no the idea how n- they do it. No
0: idea how they do it. And then the other factor is considering the time it takes. Because if you're only there for ten days, you obviously want to go to somewhere that's a little bit more convenient rather than somewhere of these more far-flung uh, destinations. And then there's the whole party versus peace debate.
1: Um, what if you wanted a little bit of both?
0: Well, there are plenty. I mean, certainly the bigger islands have it all, really, in terms of, uh, I mean, you're looking at a Koh Samui somewhere like that, which has obviously the high end of tourism with all that entails. So you can get your boutique, you can get your views, but you can also get quite a lot of activity. Phuket is... Extremely busy, and uh, we'll, we'll get to it in detail, but it is, it, it's all built up. Um, that you feel, you know, where's the peace? But there are nice beaches uh, like Kata Beach, uh, like Heron Beach, um, where I think there's a reasonable balance there. And uh, one place that's actually coming up is, is an island called Koh Tao. And uh, it's probably still a bit hippie, backpackerish. Um, but certainly if you're into diving, that's a spot to go to. Um, it is a very small island. Perfect in terms of that diving, snorkeling, in terms of shark spotting. And it's somewhere if you haven't learned to dive before, it's one of the best places and best value places to go to get your Paddy Open Water Certification, about $250 there. So it it isn't too raucous. It isn't too ruined. Uh, There's a nightlife with a few kind of bars on the street uh, and then amazing beaches to go to during the day. And of course, that's why people want to go.
1: Speaking of of, uh, Garland's book, The Beach, Mm. are there still the fabled undiscovered beaches. Can you go wandering and not end up with you know, surrounded by people with their hair in plaits and plaits and kind of pattern trousers, you know, who've gone, gone native for <laughs> well, two weeks.
0: I think the nature of the backpacker in the 21st century is that there is no avoiding them when it comes down to it. They will find you whether, whether you want or not. It's just the number of them to find you. Uh, if you want to go really off the beaten path, somewhere like Cocout, uh, which is one of the longest journeys of all, uh, you're going to get to Trast originally and then the ferry transfer, you might just spend a night there uh, and get the last ferry over to Cut. It is a peaceful Get away if you want this stunning Thai beach experience, if you want the clear sands, you are going to give up in comforts there because there are no ATMs in the island, there's power outages, so not as developed as some of the other That could have areas. its own appeal though, oh, couldn't com- it? I mean, I have to say, sometimes I find myself saying, oh, there wasn't Wi-Fi there, but actually part of you is utterly relieved of the <laughs> fact, you know, in mean, this and certainly the last few days in news, I'm sure people would like to be escaping it. Uh, it's a place you can hike up to waterfalls, you've got boulder-strewn beaches, beautiful kayaking and snorkeling as well. But there are so many islands, you can find them, but the issue is getting there. And obviously we're dealing, you know, most of the people are going to be going for the two weeks uh, trip. So we do want to find them some more convenient uh, locations. Have you done the full moon parties here?
1: I, I have not done a full, full moon party. I have been to Thailand and it's a long time since I was <laughs> in Thailand, and to be honest Barry. It's about 20 years. Uh, I did, I backpacked around um, mm. Southeast Asia for about two months when I was in my 20s and yeah. I, I did have plaits in my hair and I did wear <laughs> those trousers with the c- crotch down at your knees and all that business. And I had an amazing time mm. and, I, and, I, and I did things I never imagined I would do. I remember swimming under a waterfall and coming out and we were all covered in leeches and they had to be burnt <laughs> off with of cigarettes <laughs> and everything, all that kind of stuff. And I remember a very funny thing where I, I was travelling from from Bali to, to Bangkok mm. actually and I had done batik making, which was the kind of the crazy things people do mm. when they go to these places where you get in touch with, you know, Kind of local crafts, yes. and I, I had bought some gear to make batiks. I had bought dyes, and I had bought a little thing for dripping wax and all this business. And I bought the fixant, the fixant for the for the dyes, which was a bag of white powder. I don't ask oh. me what was in it. And I realized I was sitting, I was staying in a room above a a, a laundry on the Khao San Road right. in Bangkok. And I realized I had a big bag of white powder in my bag. And I went, <laughs> "This is a bad thing. I'm going to the airport tomorrow, and I flushed it all down down the I toilet." I thought you would have
0: gone down and used it as no, washing powder in no, the laundry.
1: Actually, I actually became a bit scared that I was going to get in some kind of Terrible trouble, and I was like, "This is pre Bridget Jones' Diary and everything." But yes. I felt I could have been an awful egot. But it is an amazing part of the world. Yes, it's, it's, it's spectacularly beautiful. And one of my favourite memories was travelling actually by train and sitting. It's not like trains here. There's no safe health and safe <laughs> sitting on the back step of a train because the door was open yes. and looking out and watching the track get away from me among all these kind of big palm trees that look like something out of, of you know a Vietnam War movie or something. It's an amazing part of the world and the people are amazing and everything is beautiful but I imagine it has moved on in terms of luxury from when I was alas lass. I, I mean it has
0: the full range. I mean it, it absolutely is set up for backpackers. Uh, still to this day it has all of that but of course it is you know, the backpackers who've grown up who want to go back who want to recreate that experience <laughs> but a little bit more luxury who want... Their their pools and who want their Wi-Fi and all that so that is available there um, again one of the high points for the backpackers is the full moon party uh, which is really just fills up uh, once a month for the full moon party. Tens of thousands of people descend on it for one of the most raucous parties. So uh, the modern day Kira would be painting her face with neon colours. And so just like the old Kira. Yes, then. potentially other psychedelic uh, activities going on as well. Buckets of booze and. We, we,
1: we should point out about the psychedelic activities <laughs> yes. there is a lot of drugs in yes. places like that. But they are illegal.
0: They are illegal. And if you are
1: caught by the authorities, yes. It's, yes. it's worth, people go there and think that they're in another yeah. world. No, they're not really in another world. No, ab-
0: absolutely. Not. And indeed, uh, extraordinarily strict in that regard. Yes. Uh, if, if caught, It's
1: worth bearing that in mind for people.
0: Yes. Um, but Hadrin is the beach where all this happens. The thing about Kofan is outside of full moon party, they do have half moon parties and they have black moon parties. So they're kind of, uh, as was going, going a little bit further and trying to maintain the business model. But, um, But a very quiet, uh, potentially very serene, beautiful beaches like Secret Beach and Bottle Beach away from all this uh, scene, that you can go and enjoy basically as a romantic uh, destination as well. I mentioned Phuket. Now, Phuket is obviously extremely built up, um, but I think particularly maybe for a family destination uh, worth going to provided um, particularly with younger children you keep them away from somewhere like patong uh, which of course is it can be quite seedy yeah. uh, and has that worst aspect of uh, of thai tourism and uh, and and set up for the type of western demands and, and overseas demands that take place there but the beaches themselves a lot going on kind of you know water park ac- type activity uh, as well something i went to which i think is absolutely, i i have no idea why it isn't the more popular sport is the muay thai boxing and you can go. I mean there's so many Is that like
1: kickboxing where they yes, kick the
0: crap out of each other? Absolutely <laughs> It's so it's so athletic I mean uh, and you should book ahead in Bangla Stadium in in, in Phuket um, is I mean there's just this constant build there's a bit of pageantry beforehand between the boxers and then they just at each other, Is it a talk. bit like
1: MMA? Sort yeah, of.
0: There's a bit more craft to it. I'm, I'm a, I, I don't like the MMA. This though was compelling to watch, and you got people from all around the world taking the opportunity to fight in the big stadia uh, in uh, Thailand, in Phuket, in Bangkok. Uh, if you also are at the other end of the scale, uh, i.e., a tourist who uh, has lost li- has lost leave of their senses, there are bars with boxing rings in them. Ah, here. Uh, and do people do this? People do this. Now, so, to be fair, most of them go over, do a little bit of training and then do it. But some of them get or a bit of Dutch courage. A couple and of pints
1: and say, I'll get into the ring. I'll
0: get into the ring. Oh and, my Lord. Uh, if you're matched up against the wrong guy, uh, it is not a happy scene. No. But, I would recommend and book ahead if you're going to the Thai boxing because it's hugely popular. Uh, we end up having to stand and basically take people's seats as they went to the toilets. We felt like we were at the Oscars, you know, So in terms Phuket town itself is a little bit Phuket before the, uh, the influx of tourism uh, in terms of its centre. It feels like it's the commercial heart of it, uh, but a lot of restored buildings, a lot of mix of influences. A great route if you do have a short time, I think, is to take Phuket and Krabi. Um, And I mentioned Qatar Airways via Doha uh, to Krabi. It's not an island itself, but a lot of it's inaccessible by road, particularly Rayleigh uh, Beach. And I think this is one of the stunners, Uh, Rayleigh West in particular. Those typical Thai images you see of the karst limestone cliffs uh, overhanging the beach or enveloping the beaches. Um, Krabi itself is uh, really the Thai capital in terms of Rock climbing and cliff climbing. I discovered I have. Well, I didn't discover. I knew that so I have absolutely no upper body or arm strength. And um, <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to say you had some skill. You discovered an innate. I can, climbing fall, into, skill. I can
0: fall into the water can very fall effectively. Yeah, yes, brilliant, absolutely. Brilliant. But um, you, you know, there are. You can hike up, and this is one that's a uh, dawn uh, task. And you, you're using your hands, feet, knees. You're clambering through mud and. Uh, with with ropes uh, hanging over the trees, pulling yourself up to the most amazing viewpoint over the Rayleigh West and Rayleigh East uh, beaches and over those cliffs and g- looking down into a hidden lagoon, which is even more treacherous to reach.
1: Barry, if people wanted to find their way around, is it still people use stuff like The Lonely Planet, like TripAdvisor, like all that stuff? It, 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 are there good sort of, you know, books still mm. or, or are they uh, becoming rapidly out of date No I, of absolutely not
0: I, I mean I think as a reference point what I I, I I often think the one transforming thing about travel these days is Google Maps yeah. particularly where you have uh, the means by which you don't have to be on your data and you can still track where you were so you've tracked where you're going to go to but I mean The Lonely Planet and Rough Guides all of those very very comprehensive particularly in terms of assessing the type of, uh, of beach that you might want um, One other area I should mention on uh, Rayleigh itself is the Nang beach and cave uh, an absolutely out of this world beach uh, all the long tail boats on the beach actually double up as restaurants so they will serve your food there and then as you walk along what you think is completely deserted beach. But the Pranang cave uh, is inhabited by the spirit of an Indian princess who bestows favour among all who call on her. And the local fishermen leave uh, phallus symbols in the cave in ridiculous quantities <laughs> so as to get a return from the Indian princess in terms of their fish. So uh, you wander into this magnificent sculpted cave.
1: Yeah, and see a lot I'm of, there.
0: A lot of shapes. <laughs>
1: Did did she bestow anything on you that the the goddess? I
0: left no shape for her. <laughs> um, I should say, halfway between the two is the Koepi Islands. <laughs> in terms of uh, again, this is where the beach itself, uh, the the movie, the beach uh, was was filmed. In terms of Koepi, lay the smaller of the two. No accommodation there. But needless to say, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, having visited now. Thousands of visitors do as well. So somewhat overrun but still quite spectacular as are other destinations like the James Bond Island uh, where uh, which was featured in The Man with the Golden Gun. They call it James Bond Island locally um, uh, and uh, I think Scaramanga had his lair up in the cliffs above uh, this particular beach.
1: Because it, it it genuinely is exotic, isn't it? You know, when you come from Ireland, yes. I, I think one of the... the even simple things is is that the plants and everything look so different. You know, if you're driving around, we know what our plants look like, and they look roughly the same in England, and they look <laughs> kind of the same in Europe. And then you go there, and there's this lush green tropical vegetation. Yes, completely. And it's like another world.
0: It is, and as I say, it's ahead. I mean, there's all, you, you know you've got your Vietnams and Cambodias that are that are that are chasing it. But if people haven't been to Southeast Asia before, there's absolutely no doubt about it. This is the way to sample it first. This is the way to get your taste. And I would say to hook you in and have you going back again.
1: Oh, brilliant. Listen, I, I would love to go back again, but I, I don't think it's on the cards for a while. But it is an amazing destination. My thanks as ever to Barry Kenny on Travel Tuesday there. And I'm afraid that is all we have time for today on High Noon. Coming up next, we've Sean Moncrief. Do stay tuned for him. And my thanks to Michael Quilligan on sound, to Alex Russo, Kira Courtney and Siobhan McConnell producing and Mark Simpson editing. But for me, Kira, have a great day.